0: When we purchased our house one of the first things we got in and did is we got stuck into the garden and uh, out the front we bought some we built some garden beds and i think we ended up taking about eight loads of uh, green waste to the dump straight away before we did any cool stuff of planting or anything i remember we had these two hedges out the front and Chris Patson and Alex Crosley wanted to come and help, so they came and worked on these hedges. Now they looked more like birds nests than hedges, dry sticky things, but when I came back after they got into it there was basically two sticks left. But now, greenery. They must have done the right thing. They gave it a good old pruning. We planted roses and we ripped out trees. I remember out the back I didn't have a chainsaw so I cut down a lot of trees with a circular saw, which I don't recommend. But Dad and Mum were over for some reason and so Dad was helping me get into this tree and Sally and Mum were on the back steps and I actually referred to them at the time as like a couple of seagulls. They kept yelling at us, you're going to hit the clothesline, you're going to hit the clothesline. Anyways, Dad was like, nah it's fine, well we hit the clothesline. So now our clothesline has a little bit of a lean to it but there's a good memory attached. We got excited and I got excited out the back and built this aquaponics and I had fish feeding plants and got a lot of lettuce and kale and different things and out the front we had this hydrangea and it had one flower on it for a long time. And I think it must have been the same visit but I was inspired, I walked in and saw it and thought, oh well, cut that flower off and go inside and you know hey mum we've got this hydrangea and then I saw Sally's face that I'd just cut off her flower in the garden a few weeks later we had more flowers and that one flower that stayed one for so long became many it took a bit of pruning what's your garden like right now is it themed is it a bali style with a pool or is it an australian native garden or is it a jungle is it full of flowers or is it you're one of those people not nah, i'm putting in turf fake turf <laughs> no gardening needed But gardens are constantly shedding there's constantly a shedding of dead branches and they need attention and they need us to work on them. We've talked before about weeding. health and the weeds just keep coming back? It's so hard to get rid of them. The palm fronds constantly dropping. And there's this shedding. There's this dead weight. There's this constant moving and constant growth. I just want to take some time to look at passage today in John 15 and it's just a little bit earlier than what Max shared and before what we're going to look at Jesus had just washed his disciples feet he'd given them a new command to love he declared that he was the way the truth of the life there's some really significant things that he said and did he promised the Holy Spirit to them then he went on to pray that prayer that Max referenced, and he was betrayed and he was delivered to be crucified. So these are the final words of the, the Last Supper, and they're Jesus' words to us. In John fifteen one and two he says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. So we see here Jesus is the vine, and his father is the gardener. And like every good gardener, he's attentive to his garden, he watches over it, he wants it to flourish, and he prunes. Notice here that every branch gets a prune. The branches that bear fruit get pruned, and the branches that don't bear fruit get a prune. You prune if you do, and you prune if you don't. You can't get away from some pruning. But we see here the intent of the pruning, the Father's intent for us, is that the vine we bear more fruit. We go on in verse 4 and 5. Again, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I'm the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him. He it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. We need to ask ourselves right now this question of do we abide? Do we abide in him? Do we remain? Do we stay? Do we live, dwell, rely on, wait on, fully connected to, Drawing on, dependent on, at one with, consumed by. Or maybe should we put it like this? Is he your source of life? Is he your source of inner life? Your very being. It says here that those that abide bear more fruit. But apart from Jesus... You and I can do nothing. From a mango tree, we look for mangoes. And a vine, we look for grapes. And from a Christian, we look for fruit. Christian people are the branches. And our root is Christ. The branches we see, but the sap and the life-giving power of the root we don't see. But the branches on their own are weak. And I think this vine picture for us shows us our weakness on our own. And simply put, we've got to stay connected. You can be a branch outwardly but you're not going to last long on your own. Verse 6 goes on to say if anyone does not abide in me he is thrown away like a branch and withers and the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. Think about a branch in your yard that you've trimmed off and put in a pile what happens to it? It gets very dry. It turns into a pile of sticky sticks. And generally all you want to do is burn it. It's all it's good for On its own that stick can't produce any fruit at all On its own it's firewood Do you abide? You see your source We're daily surrounded and bombarded by... Things grabbing for our attention. There's machines and codes on the internet trying to put before us things that it thinks we want to click on. Companies pay lots of money to distract us, to advertise to us. It's never been easier to put on one show and actually watch ten. It's never been easier to roll out of your bed straight onto your phone, start checking the news or the emails. Consuming content. Content. It's never been easier to be distracted. Consuming digital junk food and potentially days turn into weeks, turn into months. And this invitation to abide is waiting for someone to answer. To read this, to pray. Waiting. We go on in verse 7 and 8. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. We're building towards something here, and it's repeating the same thought. If his words abide in you, you're abiding in him. If you're abiding in him, then his words are going to be in you. When we abide, we take him into our life, He becomes the source of our satisfaction. He becomes the source of all we do. You can't have Jesus without his word. You can't have him just as a friend. Without opening this up. And looking for the revelation of him. For he is this in flesh. Without thinking... Staring into everything that is said in here, putting it into your heart, putting it into your mind. The life that you have as a branch is from him. I'm reminded of Psalm one. It talks about the blessed man that his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. Its leaf doesn't wither, and all he does, he prospers. Your purpose is to bear fruit. And your fruitfulness, your very fruitfulness in life, brings glory to the Father. And it also proves that you're a disciple. What's some of the fruit we should see in a Christian? Their character, their conversation, their disposition. What comes out of their heart? What's the overflow of their heart? Their posture in life, a righteous life, a holy life. They have an edge. They have joy. They change atmospheres in their workplace. They forgive. They love. I could go on. You could go on. But according to this, the fruit of abiding is a life of prayers that are answered. Let's read it again. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And by this, my Father is glorified that you Tavis that you Caleb bear much fruit and prove to be my disciples the big idea is this we the branches get our life from the vine but the vine produces its fruit through us and that fruit comes from prayer and that fruit isn't just for us it's to bring glory to the father I used to assume that fruitfulness was for me I would live a fruitful life it would be for my benefit but your fruitfulness is for the father's glory and that we would prove ourselves to be his disciples it's a call to prayer it's an invitation to commune to connect, to come back and to make him your satisfaction. Verse 16 and 17, he said, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask in my name, he may give it to you these things I command you, so that you would love one another. He has chosen you to bear fruit. I notice that each time that Jesus said, abide in me, he also said, and I with you. If you're abiding in him, he's with you. For those that choose to persevere, to cling to him, to have their being in him, he will be in you. He has chosen you, but will you abide in him? And though we are weak on our own, he's not weak. And our source of power and life is from him. He doesn't just want a slice of your week or a piece of your day. He wants your heart again. You talked about cutting back that dead wood and that it's good for nothing. I don't think that the Lord really just wants a fire. Excuse me. I think his intention is he wants a garden. He wants you to bear fruit. And he wants to help you bear more fruit. For that's where we all started. During the week of listening prayer, that word came through Graham that said, Return to my word. Write it on your heart. That's another way to summarise abiding in him. I think it's an encouragement for us to each look for ways to get his word in your heart afresh. To listen to it, to study it, to read it, to meditate on it. Look for ways to pray more Why not start a family prayer time? Commit to a prayer meeting, one of the church ones. Get your prayer list in order. Allow yourself to be pruned. Are there things in your life that need to go? Is there things that are taking part of your life that you need to go, you know what, I'm going to give that up to pray. I'm going to give that up to listen. I'm going to give that up to read, I'm going to give that up to study. because to abide in him, you've got to get those words of him in you. Worship team can return. Imagine what it would look like if each of us truly took a hold of what Jesus said. That those that abide, ask whatever in my name and I will do it. It's those kind of prayers that change cities, that change lives. And this invitation is for each one of us to bear fruit in prayer And to see things happen. Because he's ready to answer. But he needs us to get hungry. Needs us to love his word. Love him. Make him the source of our life. Jesus Christ, I thank you so much that though we are weak, you are not weak. Mm -hmm. I thank you for these pictures that help us see how eager you are to walk with us and help us for you know our needs. I'm asking a fresh passion to be put in our hearts for your word that each of us would write it on our hearts, that each one of us would be consumed by you. And I thank you that you hear our prayers and answer them. And may every single one of us, young and old, take a hold of the truth that you have spoken to us, that we can ask whatever we wish in your name and you will do it. So we start now. Change our hearts. Fill us with your spirit and your power. Take a hold of this city. Take a hold of our lives. Take a hold of our families. I thank you, Lord. You desire us to be fruitful. We choose to give ourselves to your word and to be listening people to you. Lord God, we thank you. As a musician's minister, I just encourage you to respond in whatever way you feel you need to respond. But essentially... when you go home when you go into the week look for ways to get his word in you and if you're struggling to have the energy or the the unction ask him to help you he wants to make you fruitful he loves he loves us all and knows all of our need. What an awesome God we serve.